Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music education and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Sunday, January 14th, 2018. This is the final part, part number four of a four-part series on vocal survival. This is episode 207, Vocal Survival, Good Things for the Voice. After listening to all of the, well, terrible things that can happen to your voice in the first three episodes in this series, today we're going to focus on the good things you can do or things that you can consume to help keep your voice healthy and strong and just simply feeling better than ever. Over the course of my professional career, whether it has been as a singer, as a music educator, a person doing lectures, uh, whatever the, the, the situation's been where I've been doing either speaking or singing, I try to adhere to the items on this list as often as possible. I can't say that I've always been successful but I try my best to stick to this list. And unfortunately, as my students have always noticed, it's a small list. When you compare it to the, the 10 issues uh, that are associated with uh, things that you want to avoid consuming, uh, so the items that we don't want to consume, the 10 things that we want to avoid altogether, the 10 different warning signs... This list is, is pretty short, but I want to start today's episode by just giving you some general reminders, which can be just helpful. They'll be helpful not just to your vocal health, but just to your health as a whole. Uh, I've always been told by uh, nutritionists, um, uh, people in fitness, uh, even massage therapists I can think of because when you get a, a massage, it, it it's very, very important to hydrate your body uh, immediately afterwards. That's why after you get a massage, you'll be given water as soon as uh, the massage is over. But I've always heard from those people that in order to lubricate all of your muscles and your joints in your body... Think about whatever your weight is and cut that in half, and that's the number of ounces of water you want to uh, consume throughout the course of the day. Now, the, the, the rule we generally want for singers is about 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. Now, of course, we know what the issue is with consuming that much water. You need to make sure that the, bath, the bathroom is not that far away. But I can tell you that that is something I have lived by. I always consume 
lots of water from the moment I wake up in the morning until the moment I go to sleep. When I am heading anywhere, it does not matter where I'm going, I have a bare minimum 100 ounces of water with me at all times. If you are like me and you are not a fan of just drinking the water all by itself, you do want to exercise a little bit of caution and make sure that you're not adding uh, heavy sugary or sucralose-related uh, products because those can also have uh, unhealthy ramifications. But just sticking to the water is going to be important. And when we say water, you need, you need to stick to the water. It cannot be... Uh, a very sugary drink. Sugar is not good for the body in general, but it's not going to be helpful in any way with your voice. Uh, certainly not, as we discussed in uh, past episodes, uh, the, the actually episode number two related to this topic, uh, you want to avoid anything that has caffeine in it or alcohol. Those two things are just not going to be good for our voice. So stick to those eight to 10 glasses of water a day and you should be in great shape. I think the second thing you need to remember is, that you, and I said this in the previous episode, you're given two vocal cords at birth. What you choose to do with them is up to you. In 2018, we live in a society now and the medical field is such that we can get artificial limbs and we can do lots of things to compensate for uh, loss of parts of your body. And we can't do that when it comes to the vocal cords. And I, 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 it's always very, very upsetting to me when I do run into someone who has a, um, a, a voice box uh, or they, they, or they, they need, uh, they, they have uh, some type of condition or something that unfortunately that they've caused to happen. And I get very emotional when I think about it because I've known people who have unfortunately uh, endured things like throat cancer uh, and other uh, horrible diseases and have had to go through this. But you know, think of yourself. And like me, you probably are very healthy. And your voice and your vocal cords are healthy. You need to take care of them. Think about others who are not so fortunate. And that goes with my, my third reminder is you are responsible for your voice. If you do silly, foolish things with your voice, you may wind up, unfortunately, paying the price. And there's no going back, unfortunately. You need to take care of those uh, vocal cords. The goal in the end is you want to get the best vocal mileage. We're in this for the long haul. There's no, we're not, we're not buying new vocal cords. So we need to take that that vehicle of ours that vocal vehicle and and try to get a million miles on it okay so some other good things to consider consuming or things to consider doing first of all complete silence 
generally when I wake up in the morning, I don't do any talking of any kind for at least an hour. That's generally my golden rule. It works out well for me because I have a commute where I'm going to be in the car for a minimum half hour. And between getting ready in the morning, by the time I get to work, I have been up for at least an hour by that point. And the first time, a lot of times that I'll open my mouth and say anything at all is when I'm saying hello to people where I work. So just complete silence is, uh, is always a good thing to do in terms of preserving the voice. You're going to be doing a lot of speaking, a lot of singing. Just don't use the voice too much. And I also caution you to, about using your voice late at night. I've had too many situations over the years where I'm having these conversations with people late, late at night, well into 11, 12 o'clock at night. And we've been talking for two or three hours and I wake up the next morning and my voice is very weak. And that's the reason why. So avoid doing that late at night. Your body is tired. Everything having to do with your vocal apparatus is also tired. Uh, another thing to, another good thing to do is sleep. Now, when it comes to sleeping, you, you need to have productive sleep. Uh, one of the things that I suffered from for a very, very long time until I got control over it and did different types of methods to get control over it was I snored. And snoring is horrible for uh for your voice it just does so many uh awful things and i think about how much better i think i could have uh spoken and sung earlier in my career had i not been snoring every single night so uh for some people, it might be just something as simple as putting a mouth guard in, which is going to serve lots of great purposes. It should eliminate the snoring. It'll eliminate uh, your teeth grinding at night, uh, which actually for me, that those were the two things. And since I started, I've been using a mouth guard, uh, my sleep has never been better. And I've actually had no issues with my teeth of any kind. Uh, because I, I found that I was grinding um, when I when I was sleeping. So sleeping is just you know, always going to be uh, beneficial. I, I can tell you that anytime I get at least seven hours of sleep, my voice is always well rested the next day. The only time that won't be the case is if I'm sick. Uh, we talked about water. We talked about... Uh, we talked about sleeping and just resting. There are not a ton of other things that really jump out. There are not a lot of miracle cures out there. I can share a few of them with you. They're not guarantees to make you any better. I can tell you that they're things that have worked for me. Uh, I do try to avoid as best as I can any type of soups that have cream in them. Uh, I 
am still, I still have a weakness for broccoli cheddar soup. I will probably never give that up, but I also don't have it every day. I'll probably have it maybe once a month because I just love it that much. But otherwise, though, the soups that I consume uh, are, by and large, they are clear soups. The only thing you have to be careful with when it comes to clear soups uh, is making sure that the acid content in the soup is not too high. And that's specifically any soup that's going to be tomato-based. When you're dealing with tomato, you're dealing with two bad things, sugar and acid. Uh, those two things in tomato soup are not good at all for our voices. So uh, clear soup is a great way to go. And there's a reason why there is a, a book out there uh, about chicken soup being good for the soul. Well, chicken soup and just chicken soup all by itself, even just uh, the broth is really uh a a great thing for your vocal cords. If you are a tea drinker, try to avoid caffeine. There is nothing that's going to be beneficial about tea with caffeine in it. Just opt for the caffeine-free variety. I have never found that much of a difference in the taste between decaf and caffeinated. Uh, I personally prefer herbal teas because of the different uh, flavors that you can uh, you can try, so herbal tea is uh, is certainly uh, a great thing um, to consider. Outside of all of of the things that I just mentioned, and you'll notice that a lot of them are water based in some way; they're liquids. Uh, there, there's really nothing here in terms of food that I would say is going to be beneficial for the voice. It's suddenly going to make your voice better. There are medications that you can take, uh, prescri- uh, prescribed medications that can be taken to improve your voice quality. I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to claim to be one. There is one particular medication that I will take on extremely rare occasion uh, that my my doctor will prescribe if my uh, if I have a really really bad cold or a, a virus of sorts and I just need to be opened up and I'm not going to be the one to talk about what that is here because again I'm not a doctor but I will tell you that uh, there are you can certainly ask. Uh, your health professional about uh, things that can, for the short term at least, uh, open you up, get your vocal cords working. And um, of course, when you are ill, uh, try not to put any undue stress uh, on your on your uh, vocal apparatus. I hope that today's podcast, as well as the last three days, uh, will be beneficial to you, to someone you know. I cannot stress enough Anybody out there who uh, teaches singing, you are a singer, please share this, share this, share this with others. Students can benefit so much from this. Uh, People of all ages, there's something in these four different episodes that's going to make someone think about things, make them ponder what they're doing with their voice. We need to take better care of our voices. And on an everyday basis, I hear people just destroying their voices by 
just not having any understanding of some of the things on this list. Uh, I can tell you I gave up uh, raising my voice in the classroom a long time ago. And I do have a, a voice that can project. But yelling, that's something that went out for me many, many years ago. And uh, my vocal cords have reaped the benefits. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share with others, uh, whether my podcast is on, uh, you, you share it through SoundCloud or iTunes. I have uh, many episodes relating to the voice and singing uh, on the horizon, and I certainly would love to do some interviews with uh, some, some singers and people who are renowned for uh, their knowledge of uh, the voice. So I thank you as always for tuning in and keep that voice healthy.